Welcome to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. Had to put myself in widescreen mode so I can see this whole thing. Oh, you're going with a white tonight, Katie? Katie's going with a white for everyone not, listening not on the podcast. My, what? Not my use. Sometimes not, you gotta go with whatever the heck <laughs> Whatever's in arm's length is what I like to say. So welcome to the Real Football Fans in New Jersey. This is episode 111. That used to be a party house at Susquehanna 111. <laughs> <So> <laughs> bringing back the memes because I know my Facebook and Instagram memories have been showing me some graduation memories from years past. So oh. I'm definitely, uh, you know, nostalgic these past couple of weeks for sure. Um, but yeah, so it is, it is a Wednesday for everyone listening, for everyone watching, just so you you're, were aware of the weeks, <laughs> what day it is. Um, it is Wednesday, May 13th. So thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm actually going to go ahead and put my blinds down a bit because the glare is huge. But thank you guys, as always, for joining us. Here's my glass of wine. Very nice, very nice. As I take a big old sip. I have a big holiday pour. I've got the bottle next to me, so who knows? We might be filling up multiple times throughout the evening. So I like let's go ahead and get started. Let's get into things. So we uh, mix things up a bit this week. Um, we haven't done this in a while, actually. So we quizzed you guys. Actually, after reading my results, I have a feeling that some of my followers um, took it, like, I think they were like, polling themselves. I don't think they put it in my perspective as I was, okay, okay. but it's okay. We'll still give you our perspective on things. So we asked you guys three quiz questions. These three quiz, excuse me, three quiz questions were how many games do I think the New York Giants will win this season? Zero to three, four to seven, eight to 10 or 11 plus. Second, out of these new head coaches, who do I think will have the most wins this season? Matt Rule with the Carolina Panthers, Kevin Stefanski with the Cleveland Browns, Joe Judge with the New York Giants, or Ron Rivera with the Washington Redskins? And then the third uh, question, quiz question, besides hanging with family and friends, the first thing I want to do when quarantine is over is, and Katie and I actually had different responses for that, yeah. So we will get to that. So Katie, let me know how much our followers know you for that first our, question. Yeah. So our first question, as you know, obviously the NFL schedule has been released. We knew who our opponents were going to be, but you know, once you get the actual schedule breakdown, it's, it's much easier to go game by game and kind of figure out win, loss, win, loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and looking at the, the giant schedule, which we'll talk about in a, in a, a little bit later on, I went with four to seven wins and 70% of my voters got that correct. That was pretty, uh, the, the majority knew that that's, that's what I would go for. So way to go, everybody. Good work. Good work. What about you? Um, only, so actually these, all of these questions, not a lot of people guess know me very well. Um, 35% of you got this correct. Um, and my response was being, you know, the most optimistic Giants fan in the world as I am, I selected eight to 10 wins. So, okay. um, listen, I think my logic eight and eight is a good record. So I'm going with that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that. So for our second question. What do you got? 
Okay, so for the second question, um, I actually think all four of these new head coaches are, are going to struggle. I could definitely see all four of them possibly slipping under 500 wins this season. But I do think uh, the most success is going to be had by uh, Coach Stefanski for the Cleveland Browns. And again, the majority of my voters got this correct. Um, not as high as the first one, but 53% of you got it correct. And it was the majority of votes that thought that I would pick that. So again, good work. <laughs> um, so 25% of you got my answer correct. Um, and I am going with Mr. Matt Rule for the Carolina Panthers. I think he's, you know, being handed a, a pretty decent team on a silver platter. I think a lot of other coaches on here have a lot of work to do. Uh, the Panthers definitely have some missing pieces that they got to fill some gaps and whatnot. But I think he's being handed a pretty solid team and he's a solid coach. So I think he will be successful this season. Yeah, I think my only thing with Matt Rule. Um, I, I think first off, I think it's going to be really difficult for these new head coaches if they are not able to get a substantial amount of time to be with their new team and to kind of yeah. implement their system, obviously based on everything going with coronavirus. And I think Matt Rule has it especially tough because not only is he going over to a new team, but he also has a new starting quarterback. So that's a little bit in Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. So that's a little bit difficult too. And I think, you know, obviously with these first year head coaches, this is going to be a lot more difficult than it would normally be any other season for sure. So hopefully they get time with their new guys and uh, again, implement their system, but it's definitely going to be a challenge. Cool. Alrighty. So our last question is what do we want to do after quarantine aside from hanging with family and friends? So first give us your, your, your options, options that you um, gave. So, so my four options were uh, get my hair did. Uh, <laughs> one of them was traveling. Another one was getting my nails done. And then last one was uh, go out on a date night. Um, and again, listen only 35 percent guessed this but it was my majority and they did get it correct um i went with getting my nails done yeah so i, I definitely had <sighs> not wait for that moment for a good manicure pedicure um i think my second most votes were for travel and i definitely have two good trips planned for august and september i hope they happen but as far as like if this ended tomorrow i'm running <laughs> to the nail salon so that was my answer Listen, honestly, I could go to anything right now. My hair, my yeah. nails, all yeah. of that. I even heard that, you know, a non-essential construction is starting back up in New Jersey, but so is non-essential businesses where you can go and get stuff pick up. I was like, does that mean I can show up to a nail salon and they can do my nails curbside? Because <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> so I would, I would take it. My responses were though, get my eyebrows waxed, go to the beach, get my nails done or go out to dinner. A majority of you guys <laughs> went with go out to dinner. Only 20% of you though got the actual answer correct. And that is to get my eyebrows waxed. You got to look at these bad boys. Everyone who's listening on the podcast, I just strutted my caterpillars for you. They are getting so bad. I'm going to have a unibrow once this is all over and I can't. I can't. Listen, here's here's the good news, right? You're really only seeing people through camera, through yeah. video chat, on your phones, whatever. And right now I'm looking at them and they don't look bad at all. So I'm letting you know, like it, yeah. it's not 
first. Just like when we're allowed back out in public, like make that your first pit stop and nobody will like ever know they were that bad. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I keep kicking myself in the ass day after day because I did have an appointment right before this all went down and I actually slept through it. Well, not, sl I, I just like, I rolled over on a Sunday and I was like, I'm not going to this appointment. I'll, oh. I'll, res I'll reschedule. Biggest mistake of my life. That's a regret if I ever heard it. <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys for um, participating in these quizzes. Um, we did actually get a question in because someone asked why we weren't asking for questions this oh. week. And I did promise the individual that we would answer it. So it's kind of a, it's funny because it's from an Eagles fan. So he always does like to stir up some drama there. Um, so his question was, why is it always Dak versus Wentz? Why does no one ever put Jones up against Carson Wentz? I guess from a comparison angle, and my short, simple answer to this is that Daniel Jones just started last season. So yeah. that Dak, uh, Carson rivalry, if you want to call it that, has been going on for a little bit longer. Yeah, so. you definitely have to give Daniel Jones a, a larger frame of work to go mm -hmm. off of and be compared to somebody who's already yeah. been in the league for four, five seasons, whatever. Um, honestly, right now, Daniel Jones is going to get compared to Dwayne Haskins because yeah. they came in at the same they came time. came in together. Mm -hmm. I do expect Dwayne Haskins to be the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins this season. And, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why we always see Dak and Carson Wentz yeah. go hand in hand. And I, I think it's going to take a couple seasons before we can really look at a body of work from Daniel Jones or from Dwayne Haskins yeah. and compare them to Dak or to Carson Wentz. So. And I'm sure people did their comparisons in this past season, but you just don't see it as much as mainstream media because of the timing of everything. Yeah, so I don't even think <clears> – even. If Daniel Jones came out and he had like the greatest rookie season anybody's ever had. I just don't think it's a fair comparison, a rookie versus someone who's been in the league for a right. couple, couple of years already. I agree. All right. So thank you guys for uh, that one, that one question. And obviously in the future, we will definitely take questions for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you guys for, you know, guessing on our quizzes and a lot of fun. And let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of football. Obviously, last week we were crazy excited because on Thursday, the NFL released uh, the 2020 schedule. A lot of, lot of good, uh, big headlining games that we saw. And we just want to kind of talk about our takeaways, our thoughts, our reactions uh, from what was released. So again, on Thursday, we, we got the news and um, something I always check for is kind of the holiday games. I always yeah. like to know playing on Thanksgiving, but this year people were really excited about the fact that um, we are getting a Christmas day game. Friday. And, <laughs> man, it happens to be on a Friday. So we are getting that. I love it. <laughs> Game. And not only are we getting that Christmas Day treat, but it's it's a good one. It's the Minnesota Vikings versus the New Orleans Saints. Very good um, game. That's going to be a great matchup, and I'm very excited to see it. The Thanksgiving games, not as much, you know, yeah. I feel as though these have been, you know, dragging a little bit the last couple of seasons. I agree. Uh, far as the matchups go. But we have the Texans versus the Detroit Lions, which is – kind of a snooze fest. We have the Lions play every year, but honestly, the problem with that is that in the last however many seasons, the Lions just haven't really been that relevant. So it's kind of like you can put them up against a really exciting team to watch, and you're still, the other half of it is you're watching the Lions, and 
Yeah. I find that that exciting. So <laughs> sorry, Lions fans. Um, sorry, Lions fans. A classic matchup. Obviously, Dallas usually plays every year, and they and they normally play the Redskins a lot. So we have that. We have Redskins versus <clears throat> Dallas. Obviously, as Giants fans, we care about that game. Absolutely. Um, and then the night game. This would normally be like a super exciting game, and I think mm-hmm. it still will be a good game. But we. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens, and I really do believe the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of those teams that I don't think they're going to be horrible, but I think they are going downhill. I mean, I agree. In these next season or two or whatever, like you are going to have to deal with the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is probably going to retire, and then mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, a new franchise quarterback, and and it's just a team with a big question mark. You know what I mean? So we have the Baltimore Ravens who are you know, a phenomenal team and they're going to be exciting to watch. And again, this is a division game, so I think it'll still be good, but it's, it doesn't have the oomph that Baltimore versus Pitt used to have like just a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and those are our Thanksgiving games. And the, obviously the, the Christmas day game is very exciting. Uh, a couple other notes. I was very surprised. I don't that maybe not so surprised, but I feel like it's kind of weird, almost unfair in a way. We're seeing the Raiders get four primetime games this season, right? And the Raiders, they're not good. So it's like, why are they getting these primetime slots? And then not only that, but all four of those games are home games. So that's a huge advantage for them. Just the reason that the NFL is doing it is because this is their, their brand new city that they have. They're showcasing the fact that the Raiders are now in Las Vegas. They have a new stadium. Um, I guess the NFL wants people to get excited about that. And actually, yeah, they want to sell the tickets. They want to get the fan base there. They want the media coverage of it for future, you know, non-primetime games to get the fans there. But I don't know. It seems like kind of in, like, I, I, I get it. But, like, number one, I don't really feel like watching the Raiders play four primetime games. And number two, it seems like an advantage to the fact that they get to be home for all of them. Yeah, it sucks. Um, um, Tom Brady, obviously, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hardcore struggled to sell tickets to their stadium yeah. last year. And now you've got Mr. Tom Brady in town. You've got Mr. Rob Gronkowski. Um, so Tampa Bay has now been granted the most amount of primetime games this year uh, with five. So we're going to see a lot of Tom Brady in these new Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I, I'm not too mad about that because obviously no. – good TV. I'm, I'm certainly going to have a lot of interest in watching what this team is going to look like. I mean, you've got Bruce Arians, you've got Tom Brady, you've got Rob yeah. and that's just like the exciting part about how they're coming back. And you've already got exciting people that were already there. So this is going to be a team that I, I'm, I'm ready to watch. I'm ready yeah. to see. What so I'm not bad about that. Mm-mm, not at all. Um, two teams that should be mad though. Although they have Thanksgiving games, which is kind of almost like having a primetime game, uh, there are two teams this season in the league, the only two teams that have zero primetime games, and that is the Detroit Lions and the Washington Redskins. Yeah, who needs to see them? I mean, I would be salty too, but especially if I was a fan that's not living in that general area. So. If you're a Detroit Lions fan living in New Jersey, or if you're a Redskins fan living in New Jersey, well, no, we get a lot of Redskins games, like living in Washington State, like you're not going to see your team probably, you know, once or twice a year, you guarantee see your team on primetime, but 
Now you're not. So I agree. I would definitely be salty on that, but I'm not salty because I don't want to see the Redskins or the Lions yeah. in prime time. Yeah. I don't give a crap. It's too much yeah. on Thanksgiving, in my opinion. I, I, I totally agree. I have no interest in watching them. That's a great point about making about how if you're a fan of that team, like, and you don't always get those games, like you live for those, and you live in another state, like you live for those primetime games because that could be some of the only times that you actually get to see your team on TV. So yeah. I just think to make it fair, like it, when whoever's making the schedule, like give everyone at least one primetime yeah. game. That's how I feel. I agree. Um, and then the season opener, Houston Texans at the uh, reigning Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be on Thursday, September 10th. What do you think about that matchup? I honestly, so, and yeah, we'll talk about it later, like, you know, games that we're looking forward to, but this is definitely one of the ones. And to come out the gate with such a strong matchup on a, on a Thursday night, you know, I, the Thursday night games, they, they, they kill me because it's just, I usually struggle with them because I feel like they're usually pretty trashy matchups in my opinion. They usually are. Someone made a joke the other day, like, oh, the Titans aren't playing the, who, they always play the same team on Thursday night. It's such a bad game. Like the Titans and like the Bills, I think. I've, I don't seen, know. The, I've seen the Browns a lot. Like I've it's, seen that's get a lot of Thursday games. So whatever this matchup is, it's, it's finally not happening this year. And so it was like, but apparently like a lot of these Thursday night games are actually pretty interesting. And it's yeah. kind of like maybe the NFL's like switching that, you know, kind of stigma of Thursday night games are trash and we're gonna put bad lineups. So they're like, let's jam it with some good, good teams here. I'm yeah. looking forward to this this game. For sure, a hundred percent. I'm looking forward to it in the aspect of uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. You've yeah. got quarterbacks that have so much promise and so much skill. But I, I've got to say, like, I'm kind of bummed that you know DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be playing in this I game, know. Texans, because it. Listen, the Texans, even with DeAndre Hopkins, I feel are not on the level of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Take away Hopkins, and now I feel like there is the potential that Kansas city could just blow this game open. Like yeah. we all need to realize that. So I hope it's a good competitive game. That's all you can really hope for a season opener, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see how it, how it pans out. Uh, we also, to me, even though that's, you know, a good season opener, the thing I'm excited about most week one we get Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, the Saints versus the Buccaneers. That's don't forget, people. They're playing in the same division now. That is a division game, Week One, and uh, see it. And Jameis Winston will be on the sideline. I, I'm I'm so ready for that game. So I can't wait to watch that one. That to me is that tops the season opener. So that'll be yeah. a fun watch. Um, and then just overall, wanted to talk about you know. As here's a question that we wanted to answer and talk about tonight. Besides the New York Giants game, what primetime game are you most looking forward to this season? What did you say? So I obviously am looking forward to that season opener, but I actually want to move uh, forward to week two when, and a lot of good primetime games, um, but I'm definitely interested in this one in particular because it's so early on in the season. In week two, your Thursday night matchup, you have the Cleveland Browns against the Cincinnati Bengals. I am super interested to see how both of these teams kind of shift during this time right now, shift before, you know, the season starts. Let's see what they come out in week one, because yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of people I see are comparing that Browns hype 
to the Bengals hype of getting Joe Burrow right now. They're, you know, comparing yeah. and contrasting these situations because we, we called it that hype around the Browns. There was that weird train. And yeah. last season they stunk in my opinion. So yeah. got to relax. Joe Burrow is a talented kid. I'm excited to watch him. I've said that before. He's one of those players that I just know I'm going to have a great time watching over the next couple of yeah. years. Um, kid's going to have a great, great career for sure. But He's not the like end all be all. He's the answer for the Bengals to start being good. But I am interested to see in that QB dynamic shift because I think Andy Dalton was bringing them down. So I am just so excited to see not only a division, you know, game uh, week two between these two, but who actually is the better team in this matchup? Because I can't tell you right now and I'd like to know. Don't, don't forget, like, as far as division and who's the better team, who's the better team in the state of Ohio? This is the that battle as well. <laughs> and honestly, I, I like your answer because even though these are two teams that, you know, they're not so sexy, it might not be yeah. an obvious pick for this question, but I like it because I think all of us are going to be chomping at the bit to watch Joe Burrow play. Absolutely. And we- too so that that's a great pick and I'm very excited to see that one for sure um I actually went pretty early in the season as well I'm jumping to week three and I'm going for a Monday night football game again watching the reigning Super Bowl champs the Kansas City Chiefs play against another one of the strongest teams in the league last year the Baltimore Ravens yeah I mean we talked about this last week on our show. Like, who do we think is going to have the better 2020 season, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Like, you know, your Super Bowl MVP versus your regular season MVP. So to me, that is like a fireworks yeah. Everybody's going to be watching that. And I'm super excited. And either team, like, I don't, you know, care how, know how far the Chiefs went last year. Any team can, anyone can take that game. Yeah. And that game is being played in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's a 50-50 game. I don't think that's a given by any means either no, side. So. not at all. Um, and then lastly, you just wanted to talk about the Giants schedule. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? What did you like? What did you not like? How, how are you feeling after seeing it? Yeah, so I'm looking at it on my phone right now. Um, I think it starts off, you know, I think opening up against the the Steelers is a new one for us. We've been opening oh, yeah. up against the Cowboys for the past 18 years. So it's yeah. great to great to finally even, you know, the Giants, uh, you know, Twitter, they have they must have a new social media person because they've uh-huh. spun their social media game. Um, even like their Twitter account was joking the day before and they were like, drop your predictions of who we're going to open up against. And they put like the logo of like the Cowboys. So I just think that's funny. Um, listen, I think that, you know, one of our toughest stretches is going to be from October to the first uh, game in November. We have three division games in a row, Dallas, uh, Washington Eagles. And then we play home against the Buccaneers. And that is probably one of the most hyped up games. It was one of the most spoken about games during this live special of the schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that's a primetime game. That's a Monday yeah. night football. Um, and definitely big discussions there. And then I just think, you know, we close out the season really tough too with the Ravens and the Cowboys. And I feel like the giants, well, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to put money on it right now that they're going to be go beyond eight and eight and maybe make the playoffs. They do find themselves sometimes when they do have potential of making the playoffs that they're in those last, you know, 
that home stretch of like, they got to win this game. They got to win that game. This team has to lose that game. They have to tie this team. They find themselves in this statistical nonsense when it yeah. comes to playoff runs sometimes. So to end with the Ravens and the Cowboys that late in the season, it's just, it's really rough. hard. Really it's hard. very, very rough. Um, I made a very similar point about the fact that I hate how, how the season ends with those final two games mm-hmm. on the road against Baltimore. And then but give us Baltimore game. week one. Let us get it. The, <laughs> the wound. Get that. <laughs> so we can heal the wound throughout the season Um, that's a really rough way to end one of the biggest positives that I got from this schedule is I like the week 11 bye yes Um, really good spot to get a bye hopefully we get a bye because if things one of the things they might take away is the bye week yeah yeah um I hope that stays in place because week 11 is a great time to get guys healthy for a playoff push that's the position your team's going to be in. Um, what I, I don't know if, how many Giants fans know this, but, you know, obviously looking at the strength of schedule for each team this season, they do it based on, okay, who are their opponents and what were their opponents' mm. records last year. The Giants have the second hardest schedule in the NFL this year. I don't know how that happened, considering that we finished in third place, so we're playing like other – uh, third place teams, but we, we got a tough draw on having to play the NFC East, uh, uh, sorry, the NFC West, which right. is like that 49ers, Seahawks, mm-hmm. Rams, um, and Cardinals. That's to me the best division in football right now. And you know, that, that doesn't help, but we have, we have a really, really <laughs> hard schedule and we I want to finish four and 12 last year. And I definitely think there's no reason that this team, this Giants team shouldn't improve from that because we're getting of Daniel Jones we're getting should be a much better offensive line um hopefully a healthy Saquon Barkley the whole yeah. time and and we're getting a new coach but I think I, I decided <clears throat> Joe Judge I feel like this team should be better but unfortunately this schedule doesn't call for it and I'm going yeah. I'm going with a five and a five and eleven record this year unfortunately because of the of the schedule and going game by game and kind of checking off win-loss, win-loss, it's going to be tough this year for the Giants. Even if they are an improved team, they're playing really difficult opponents. So, Yeah, no, I, and I, a lot of analysts I've been seeing, um, you know, six and six and ten, I've been seeing a lot of, um, which I think is, is fair. Yeah. Um, I think five and 11 is fair. Um, you know, I just, I really think that it's not going to be a complete like shift, but I do think some significant changes will happen kind of like in an overnight scenario for the Giants. So um, I just do, it, it might be hard, but we might see a tough team coming out the gate. So would like to fully so. see that first. So yeah. We're also a game I'm really looking forward to is week three. We're playing the San Francisco 49ers. So oh, yeah. talk, about, talk about ending in a difficult fashion, that's a really difficult week three uh, matchup as well. Like I'm excited to watch it, but it's going to be a really hard game. Yes. All righty. So let's get into our hot topics of the week for the NFL. Excuse me. I am reading them off my iPad. So anyone watching on the video, I'm not looking at you right now. So <laughs> yesterday was reported that cornerback Prince Mukamara has agreed to terms with the Las Vegas Raiders. So new home for Prince there. Um, it will be his 10th season in the league. So good for him around and a great career so far was recently released by the Chicago Bears 
years um, and has been a starter his whole career. Obviously, he was on the New York Giants, one of my all-time favorite New York Giants. Great, yeah. great player, great teammate, um, you know, great – He's one of those great veterans. He still comes back to all those softball games. Just great guy. I love him. Love yeah. Him so <laughs> like, and it's, it's funny because when the, the Bears released him, like it was, you know, Giants Twitter is a unique Twitter. So you saw that the Lions had released snacks too. So like when they release these, you know, old, old school Giants people, Giants Twitter just goes in an uproar. Lin- like, Linville Joseph. Get him back. <laughs> So yeah. Prince was a one that I actually thought we could have gotten back like this year. Like, why not? Like, so I'm a little sad about this, but good for him again, 10th season, you know, guys having a great career has been a starter this entire time. So, and they only been on two teams. So say he moves over to the Raiders and this is his yeah. final team to move around three teams. Of course you want to remain on one team. You know, I think his career with the giants was great. I'm sure he would, would have wanted to stay longer, but circumstance it's a business we all agree to that so um having a great career as far as this like like we said it's going to be his 10th season and though this guy has maybe never been like a pro bowler or like the stud of your defense um he's had such a steady career where again he's wherever he has gone in every season since he's been in the league, he's been a starter. And I mean, and makes an impact. Like he's an impact player. Like every yeah. play that he made for the giants was like massive. I definitely felt he was underrated when he was with the giants and mm-hmm. he's, he's honestly put together a really respectable career so far. So I hope things mm-hmm. do work out for him uh, in Las Vegas. And I, I hope he's appreciated because he is a good player and you can count on him and he's dependable to show up every week. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, so yesterday it was reported that the New York Jets are interesting, interested in signing cornerback Logan Ryan. Ryan is a New Jersey native and a Rutgers alum. Very familiar name for all our Jersey listeners out there. Uh, the 29-year-old was listed as the top defensive back remaining in free agency, according to NFL.com, and he wants at least $10 million per year. Pay the kid. He deserves it. Yeah, I mean, listen, this would be a great pickup for the Jets. It yeah. would be. But I'm just going to be annoyed with the Jets. Like, why didn't you go out and try to spend money on a receiver? I know, I, I know. The defense has been the Jets' saving grace for the last decade, maybe even longer. They've always had a pretty good defense, um, and their offense has never matched it. So it's Maybe like- they've got something cooking. Maybe they've got something up their sleeves. Maybe it's a trade in the works, something like that in regards to receivers. I don't know. I, I truly don't know, but it, and it goes for like if you look at every single like draft that they've had for the past ten years, like they've pretty much known to like only take defensive players in the first round. So yeah. it's like stop building up your defense. Like we get it, you're good. we get it. <laughs> like just work on the offense now. We get it, Jeds. We <laughs> you have a good defense. <laughs> like, right, move on. Let's fix that offense. How about that? <laughs> this would be a great pickup and uh if they can afford to pay him you know he wants 10 mil a season and if that's in their ballpark i don't know what what they're looking at cap wise uh giants have like a dollar cap i think make sure sure that you don't lose jamal adams along the way i don't know what that deal is with uh jamal adams and why he's always rumored to be leaving or getting If they don't want him, I'll take him. But <laughs> I'll take him after what he did to Daniel Jones last year. I'll take him. <laughs> of nature. So I don't know if that's 
get your poop together. He absolutely is. But yeah. So also, so on Friday, Jacksonville agreed to terms with quarterback Mike Glennon to back yeah. up Garner Minshew. So I guess there goes the Cam Newton to Jacksonville rumors. This will be his eighth season. Last season, he played for Oakland and has previously had stints with the Cardinals, the Bears, and the Buccaneers. Yeah. I, that puts that puts the Cam Newton to rest. It does. I don't I, think they're going to go out and they're not going to have three quarterbacks. Yeah, no, that that definitely was my initial reaction when I heard the news. I had two initial reactions when I heard the news. Number one, okay, well, Cam, even if Cam was going to go there and maybe compete, maybe not win and be the backup, like they, now they have their backup. Mm. So that was number one. My second reaction was raise your hand if you forgot that Mike Glennon was still even playing in the league. So that was my second reaction. Mm. Um, but good. <laughs> honestly, yeah, that's not really a horrible backup. No, it's not at all. He, he played three seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and obviously he started a whole bunch of games during his time there. And, and it could be worse. It could be a worse situation to have for a backup quarterback. I, I just I forgot that he was still even existing. But all right, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, I don't know about Cam, but we'll, we'll see. Do you – I honestly, like, as the weeks progress – Obviously, the NFL season as a whole is questionable, and, you know, we don't know what's going to go on. Week after week, I question if Cam Newton's going to find himself on a team. It just – I know that sounds crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's not – Even as a backup, like, is this guy going to play this season? I don't know. I've talked about the fact that he might just be sitting and waiting for his opportunity when somebody gets hurt. That's hurt. Oh, I know. If I – on that he'd be the first one I'd call if he wasn't on a team oh, so. and I honestly think that's not crazy at all I think that's what we might we might be looking at now so week after week honestly though that's why you shouldn't have your head so far up your ass because everyone shit stinks okay so Cam Newton yep. you think Agreed. you're so cool look where you are now be yeah. humble have a slice of humble pie okay so moving on to our last topic Quick hawk topic. Recently announced that Philip Rivers already has an, another gig after the NFL. He's set. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be taking over as the football coach for St. Michael Catholic High School in Alabama. Let's let's go attend one of those games. I'm there. Um, <laughs> so once he retires, he um, has his one-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts right now. So maybe this is a sign, you know, this is it, one and done for yeah. him. Um, that's where he played football in high school and his dad was the coach at the time. So it's kind of like a family, you know, yeah. passing of the reins or is that what it's called? Passing of the torch, whatever. You yeah. want yes. Passing it down. That's nice though. Yeah. So basically Philip Rivers said that growing up, he had two dreams. One was obviously to play in the NFL. And then his other dream was to end up one day being a high school football coach like his father Aww. was. And so he's looking at this as an opportunity. Imagine two of your dreams. You get yeah, two of your I mean, dreams listen, in life. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure like if Philip Rivers comes knocking at any high school's door and says, I want to be your head football coach, I'm pretty sure nobody's turned to yeah. Um <laughs> But this was this was a thing for him where he was like, okay, this was my hometown, and my dad coached my high school yeah. football. And I think one day, you know, with the fifty kids that he has, he wants a similar situation. He wants to be able to coach. He's his, got his own damn football team at yeah, home. He wants <laughs> to be able to coach his son's uh, 
in high school football, not just any high school, but the high school where, you know, he graduated yeah. from. So that's something that's really special. I didn't know he was a Bama boy. And honestly, the Colts are finding themselves in a, in a situation that's not so bad because Philip Rivers can come in and he can win for you right now. It is a one-year deal, but this relieves pressure off the fact that you waited until, like, what, the fourth round to draft Jacob Eason. Yeah. And no pressure at all to play him. He'll have a full year to sit behind Philip Rivers and learn from him. And honestly, if it all pans out, I mean, that's a great scenario for the Colts. Yeah. I think this works for the Colts, works for Philip Rivers, and uh, I think that's a nice way to – to finish his career and go out and then start his next chapter. I agree. I agree. All righty. Let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. We only have one, but there's, you know, a bunch of parts to it because we are doing housewives quick hot topics. So let's dive right in. Um, Over the weekend, we had Miss Kelly Dodd finding herself in hot water again with her comments about the Shut her mouth. Who is your publicist and what are they like? I think a lot of these women don't have it. No, I, I don't, I don't think they're like famous enough to some of these. Oh, I'm also looking at my background. I can see my broom in the background, hanging out the door. I was doing some sweeping earlier. <laughs> no, I, I don't think a lot of, cause they're like not famous enough to, or like, but they might, some of them might, I feel some of them might feel they are famous enough to, but not even just a publicist. Who are your friends? Who is your family? And none of you, ugh, you just tell the people what she said. At the same time, you shouldn't even have to have your publicist or your family and friends be like, why are you still saying stuff? So like, basically, on. over the weekend, she was in New York City. She was um, visiting her fiance, Rick. Again, like you're traveling to New York City, not the best place to be in during the coronavirus. Um, it's one of, you know, the worst spots in the country right now that's yeah. being affected affected the most she basically seemed really insensitive about it posted her instagram story said you know people are gonna die I, i'm sorry to tell you so she compared the coronavirus to world world war one world war two and the holocaust and said it's not that bad in the grand scheme of things of I course mean, anything that happens isn't as bad in the grand scheme of things, but we're going through this global crisis right now. So in this moment, it's a big deal. No, this isn't the Holocaust. I would never compare this to the Holocaust or World War One or World War Two because they're I they're completely different things. But it's a problem right now. In this day and age, this is our problem that we're facing on a global scale and thousands and thousands and thousands of people are dying. So Kim, people are dying. <laughs> Kelly, people are dying. No, I can't even fathom. And, and it, to me, it means that like, and I thought when she made her first comments or whatever, and we talked about it on the show, I thought her apology that she gave was like bullshit. Like I thought it was like a half-ass apology and it kind of proved like, it kind of proved that it's saying these things and again continuing to be insensitive i think her best bet moving forward is like just don't even give your two cents about the coronavirus or maybe give your two cents about anything right now how about you know this is a great time to lay low maybe you should do that yeah she just i think it, it's a defense mechanism because she is posting that she's traveling so people are coming after her for traveling so she puts up this front why don't you just accept it and be like, yeah, I'm traveling. Yeah. 
traveling. I've been to jail, been to prison. I'm traveling. Yeah, Luann, I'm traveling. I've been traveling, been to prison. <laughs> like, just to own up to it then. Like, just, why don't you just put on a defense where it's like, yeah, I'm traveling. I am. I don't care. As I think she's tried to say, like, you know, it's not that, it's not that bad that I'm traveling. I don't know. She just say that. Don't compare it to the Holocaust, you psycho. He's an idiot. But um, our next one is about Denise Richards. Uh, she recently spoke with Extra. And Talk about another train wreck. <laughs> insists that she did not quit The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They do have a quote from her. I think, um, she, I think she did. Yeah, well, she says, we were pretty much wrapped, actually, in December, and I was asked to go to two events that we had. I did not make it to those. That was the extent of me stopping filming. I did not quit the show. The only people that said I quit are some of the people on the show, and they never asked if that was true or not. Um, so she talks about missing two events, and if you timeline it, whatever it was and whatever it was. But it also shows that... Um, she, you know, was absent for other parts of filming, including, uh, that was an obligation that was including Teddy's baby shower. She wasn't there for that. Um, and basically Kyle Richards also ha uh, threw in her two cents recently. Um, she was on, I think, believe Jenny McCarthy's radio show yeah. and, and she made a really solid point and what it, when it comes to this topic. And she said, Denise stopped, you know, basically showing up. She didn't want to face anything or deal with anything. So she would either bring her husband or she would disappear. Yeah, that was that's on camera. Her bringing her husband's face, that's on like the, yeah. the season. Yep. So she said, um, sorry. Read the receipts are there. Yes. She said, that was something I really took issue with because I've been on the show for 10 years and there have been so many things that have come up that were really, really painful over these 10 years. When you think about the things that people went through on the show, I never even knew it was an option to just not show up. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's funny that all these women are now fighting because Lisa Vanderpump is gone. So it's kind of like, screw yes. all of you because you made someone leave and it was never Lisa's fault. And I say that because I love Lisa Vanderpump and she is my queen. Um, but it's just proving now that they were all the problem. They're all the problem. And, but what is interesting is with this season of Beverly Hills, we're not even, we're like three episodes in. You already know this reunion is going to be insane because of all the shit that's happened in the off season and all the stuff that's stirring right now. Like we are not even done, close to done with the season. And you just know that the reunion is going to be crazy. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It could be a virtual one. So that well, was Well, uh, Atlanta, they, it, it went off with a, it was good. Um, yeah. I saw a couple clips of it. I will admit I did not watch it fully. Um, mm -hmm. I will be though, but I did see a decent amount of clips from it and it very similar to the NFL draft. It went off uh, pretty flawlessly. So hats off to Bravo for that. Absolutely. Um, more little kind of coronavirus story here in the world of housewives. Uh, Tamara Judge is coming out and calling former Real Housewives of Orange County co-stars ignorant for filming amid the, uh, amid the quarantine for season 15. So we had uh, Shannon, Kelly, Bronwyn, and Emily. They recently got together for a makeshift filming session that took place at Shannon's house. Uh, they did wear masks but they clearly did not remain six feet apart as they took several selfies together where, you know, their faces are squished together. And they posted these to social media where a lot of fans were outraged by this. 
Um, and you know, Tamara, Tam, Tamara had her opinion on it as well. A lot of people were speaking about this, but Tamara said, I saw it posted and I just put a hand over my face because I'm just like, who does that? You don't yeah. say we're social distancing and we're following the rules and your faces are this close from each other. It just wasn't the smartest move on their part to post that publicly or to do it period. And I mean, she's not wrong. I agree. And also, but that's on, that's on Bravo. Like they could have done that, but they're the face of Bravo. They're the face of Bravo's brand. So now this goes back to Bravo. And if I was a head person at Bravo, I would be pissed. And these women would be on a very, very thin string or whatever the hell you want to call it. Like I I would not be happy. The good news of like not being mad at Bravo and none of this being Bravo's fault is apparently this was filmed by the ladies like on their own phones, like on their own time and everything like that. Like there was no Bravo crew. There was, there was no camera crew that went, went to this. That's why they called it like a makeshift, you know, yeah. film. But even calling it a filming session ties it back to that. So it's just, it just, it sucks though. And it it frustrates me because these women are just, they're friends with each other. And I wouldn't even call them friends. You're friends because you're on the real housewives. I literally go to my parents' house, either drop something off, or I see you and your husband for a nice social distance. And I can't physically touch you. Like it's great to see someone in person, but like the fact that like, I can't, hug you when I see you. When I see my parents, it's a quick in and out and leave. Like I can't have that like emotional, like physical connection. Like that sucks. And you're here with your friends that you made on a reality TV show with your faces this close. Like screw you. Like there's people out here, like literally, like I'm lucky enough. I got to see you and my family. Some people aren't even able to do that. Like pop in every now and then and follow the fucking rules like excuse me for cursing but it's real just listen follow the rules it's very simple and yeah you brought up the point that i was going to make we obviously hung out together where we're certainly not you know taking pictures together and smushing our faces together and we're not hugging each other and and none of that i'm literally waving to you from six feet away literally they're six feet away from you and talking to you. Outside, not inside, outdoors, like all the stuff following every guideline that someone could follow. Oh, yeah. I had to go to the bathroom so badly. But I oh, you could have gone to the When I went home, I didn't even go into your place. And, uh, you know, it just shows. Like, this is, I mean, they're like, you know, out there in the world. They're on TV, right? And so we, they have thousands and thousands, millions of social yeah. media followers. And... And they're showcasing the fact that some people during this time are taking things seriously and some people aren't. And uh, they're going to be the ones criticized for it because they're putting it out there for the world to see. And it's just, it's setting a bad example and it's a bad look and it just shouldn't have happened. So Agreed. And then our last, I I liked, I, I purposely wanted to end on a high note for the housewives here, you know, negative, negative, negative. Screw them, F you. We definitely like to showcase and broadcast anytime when somebody uses their platform for a greater good. And obviously we've, we spoke about Bethany doing a lot of good work as always, um, especially during this time. But we also had Miss Jennifer Aiden from the Real Housewives of New Jersey doing doing real good. Um, she actually was affected herself by the coronavirus. She had it. And mm-hmm. she felt as though during the time she had it, um, that when before she got it, when she was going out to like the supermarket and everything, that the mask that she was wearing was very like flimsy. It wasn't like really protecting her and covering her. Um, so once she recovered, she did want to make sure that 
she was getting better masks. And not only that, but she wanted to um, help people that are being affected by this and get them those, you know, really good masks as well. So she recently donated 5,000 masks to New Jersey and New York hospitals. Um, she actually out to the governor of New Jersey to find out which facilities needed the most help. She also says she's donated, uh, aside from that, thousands of masks and miscel uh, miscellaneous people who have DM'd her, reached out to her, basically begging, like, I, I, I need this, I need masks. And, and she said, like, I'm, I'm just going to the post office and putting it in an envelope and I'm sending it out. So like, yeah, I mean that she cares. And you know, that's, that's, man, I love it. Jennifer makes it so difficult for me because I see so many, especially on this last season of New Jersey yeah. with her, with her brother and her mother and the way she handles her children and, and sits down and has serious conversations with her children. She, I can tell in her, in her gut, in her core that she's a good person. And she's she just, got a great heart, but I think sometimes she's not as humble as she thinks she is. And yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Like, I think I have a great heart and I would give you everything off my back to make sure that you were okay first. But there are some days where I am probably this cocky little mother effer and I walk around like I, and I just, she is, I would never say some of the things that she says, but I just think sometimes I get a little... <laughs> You know, the people that are not on the podcast, I'm kind of just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like shimmying. I'm just like. <laughs> You're feeling yourself. Yeah, I'm um, feeling myself. So, but I, I think she deep down, like genuinely is a great person. And Jennifer, I love to see and hear about and kudos to her. And I'm sure it was so appreciated by everybody she's been helping out. Yeah. Um, and it definitely makes a difference. And I, again, I, even though she didn't even want to necessarily put it out there that she even did this, but the governor of New Jersey, uh, you know, he actually came yeah. out and, her. and so that's yeah. how it became public news. So she wasn't even in it for the notoriety. Uh, like she was just trying to do it to help people because yeah. she understands firsthand how bad it is. And honestly, like for all of our listeners, there's so much out there right now that you guys can be doing. I know, um, and I know a lot of this because, you know, a part of my company actually deals a lot with nonprofit and volunteerism. Um, there's so much that you can be doing virtually and from the comfort of your own home, you know, and it's not, a lot of it's not even monetary, you know, donations. Yeah. It's, there's, there's so many things you can do it. So I just honestly... Google volunteer, Google all of this stuff, just figure it out. I know there's a huge thing with New York right now. It's called the Robin Hood Foundation, the New York Giants. Eli and Michael Strahan are doing a big thing with that. Like it just okay. go, go and just look online to see what you can do because there's yeah. so much we can be doing right now um, in the comfort of our, of our own homes for the people who, who really need it. Because I know, I think we, we, think sometimes, you know, and this does suck. Like I'm never going to take away the fact that this doesn't, you know, that this sucks. Like it, it really yeah. does, but there's, we're very fortunate with where we're sitting yeah. right now, Absolutely. you know, in the comfort of our own homes, you know, none of our family and friends being affected. Like it's just, but there's a lot of other stuff going on outside of our doors. So, you know, Jennifer's yeah. doing big things. A lot of, we spoke about Bethany, NFL players, whatnot. People are doing big things. You guys can do big things too. You don't have to be a professional athlete or a real housewife too. So just go out, check it out. Literally it's like Google volunteering during this time. You'll find a bunch of stuff. I promise. Amen to that.
Yeah. All righty. So let's shift things a little bit positive, a little happy. No, that was a good positive rant I just had. So we are going to play one of our favorite games. It's called Sip Your Drink and Fill in the Blank. Da, da, da. So uh, we have, so I have to open up a new document. So we have 10, I guess they're statements, statements, um, dealing with housewives, life, and football. And they're blank. They're blank. It's like almost like Mad Libs almost. So, oh, you think they saw going to order a Mad Libs? I love Mad Libs. I see them in the stores. Yeah. I got to see. I got to see they're on Amazon. I just need a, a bulk Amazon order. If I find out they had Mad Libs, I'll be pissed. I didn't put it in my <laughs> Amazon order. Damn it. Next week's. Um, so we're going to just go one by one. So tonight I am drinking blank. Good question. <laughs> I'm drinking red. <laughs> but tonight I am drinking Della Venezzi Pinot Grigio. And I honestly don't even know where the bottle came from, who got it for me, because you guys know that I really don't drink white wine. But Is it I, one of the bottles we gave you? I, I don't think so. I don't know. Just found it in my wine fridge and I was like, all right. This is what we're all with. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so I am drinking a Chardonnay. It is my favorite Chardonnay. Actually, my dad and I both, he introduced it to me. Uh, Frontera. It's a Chilean Chardonnay, and I'm right. obsessed with it. It comes in a big, big bottle. I buy the, like, a thousand of the big, big bottles, and I'm super, super happy. Um, maybe not. <laughs> I'm probably drinking way too many of the big, big bottles. <laughs> It's quarantine. No rules in quarantine, am I yeah. right? Number two, I think the hardest game on the Giants' schedule this season is blank. Um, I touched on it before. I'm saying that um, the second to last game on the road against the Baltimore <clears throat> it's in Baltimore. It's cold weather, uh, and, and they're just a really – it's probably one of, if not the toughest teams they will face this year. So that's what I went with. I am going with week three against the San Francisco 49ers. While the Giants have home field advantage, it is probably one of the toughest games on our schedule. And oh, rip the Band-Aid off early, but it's still going to sting. <laughs> um, number three, my favorite moment of the new Real Housewives of New York season so far was when... Dude, uh, every time I thought of one, I was like, oh, wait, but I like that one, too. I know. So I have three, but they're short, simple, and sweet. Uh, I liked in the last episode when Jock said, what is a Giovanni? <laughs> Get cultured, Jock. Yes. Um, I like the vibrator and the chicken. Oh, God. Like, I haven't even um, And then you, this is, this is probably the best one because we're only a couple of episodes in for this new season. And when you're only a couple of episodes in and you've already got a phenomenal one-liner <laughs> that will stand the test of time, you know where I'm going with. I know you are. Going with, Good night from the lower level. <laughs> So one of the the Bravo accounts that like we are we follow, um, they already have like the candle made. Like so, she has her Countess one candles. There's one, and it says good night. And there's already T-shirts. There's already mugs. You know that's gonna be her catchphrase, her tagline in seasons to come. Good it's night. a great. 
It's a great line. That's how we're going to end our show until Luann comes and copyrights us. So good night from the lower level. (laughs) Um, Mine is that just the, how out of hand that girl's night at Ramona's Hamptons house got. It went from zero to a hundred real quick. We were having some wine in the kitchen to being naked in the pool and throwing tiki torches. And that is my kind of girl's night. I love hanging with my friends and just getting... (laughs) <laughs> just get that in hand. Like, I feel like that is something that like me and you and our friends would do too, where it's like, there's this party and we're like, no, nah, let's just stay home and play drinking games and like get ruthless. But it gets just way out of hand real quickly. Yeah. And we had no idea what the timeline was at that, that little party yeah. they had, but it seems like they got, you know, beyond wasted within three minutes. So huh. Vibrator and the chicken. Oh, vibrator and the chicken. Um, so number four, the last movie I watched during quarantine was. I had to remember this one because I've been yeah. watching. I've been watching a lot of TV shows. Um, but the most recent one I watched was called Fierce People. Okay. And I can't remember if it was on Netflix or Prime. It might be Prime. Um, but it was a movie maybe from like 2005, Kristen Stewart is in it, a young Kristen Stewart and a young Anton Yelchin, the actor who unfortunately passed away a yeah. few years And, uh, we watched it, my husband and I, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. So I'm not really going to like totally recommend it, but that's the last movie we watched. What so you? I had to think about this too, because I'm like the worst with like watching a movie for like 30 minutes going to I, another. I'm so bad. And it's funny because like three weekends ago, I actually watched like three movies in a row. And it okay. was like, I looked at the clock and it was like 2 a.m. And I was like, who am I? <laughs> like, and they were like long movies too. But the most recent one I watched in quarantine, I did send you a picture. I watched American Reunion. So yeah, yeah. We've been watching that. I mean, listen, you and I have been watching that nonstop. Yeah. The American Pies uh, are on demand for a lot of people free. And whenever I can't find Great any movies, that's always the go-to. So I yeah. agree with you there. Yeah, but also like Fifty Shades of Grey has been on like a lot. And I've been obviously, you know, I'll catch that movie anytime I want to. So (laughs) great, great movies. Um, I think Blank is an underrated quarterback in the NFL. I had to think about this one. I didn't have to think about this because I talk about this like probably every other episode. Uh, I went with Kirk Cousins. Oh, you love Kirk Cousins. I, and I shouldn't because for a while he was a Washington Redskin and he's, you love him. I do love him because I feel as though he does not get the uh, respect that he deserves. I think he's a great quarterback. I what really is that him. other shady thing that you love? Oh, the New Orleans Saints. You freaking love the Saints and Kirk Cousins. Like if Kirk Cousins became the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, I think you would become a Saints fan. No, like, but straight no, up. No, also with loving the Saints, a huge love Drew. I love Drew Brees. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Who did you go with? I'm, I'm intrigued. So, and I think it's just because maybe of last season, um, but I do Teddy think. Bridgewater. No, I love Teddy Bridgewater, though. <laughs> no, he just, he needs his, he needs his chance. Okay. Um, if he has a phenomenal season this season and people don't give him acknowledgement, then yes, I will burn this to the ground because okay. <laughs> I am ride or die with Teddy. Um, Josh Allen, I, I think he, and I think maybe it's because we saw this, like, you know, we saw a running quarterback. We saw a kid who can throw bombs in the, the playoffs. Like I just, I, I think though with, 
I think he gets a bad rap almost being in that quarterback class where it was so hit or miss, but then you have Lamar Jackson who's doing crazy things. Yeah. Like, I just think that he started off kind of like, I don't know, like what this kid is, but I truly do think that he is underrated. He just needed a little bit of a push and go to get things moving. This could be a big year for Josh Allen. Again, we don't know what the Patriots are going to look like. So that division is kind of open to everybody now. Right. And not only that, but he's getting a massive weapon in Stefan Diggs. Yeah. And this could be, a, you're right. I mean, this could be a big year for Josh Allen. It really could be. Yeah. Alrighty. I think blank will be the head coach this year. That's in the most danger of losing their job. Mine is very situational. I but. went with you guys in this. I went with Dan Quinn because we were all surprised that he <laughs> last season. So to me, he's he has to be on the thinnest ice because he was barely staying afloat last season. Um, so if things go bad, he's he's done. He is out. Yeah. So uh, I went with Dan Quinn too, but I said like it's very situational. If, yeah. if things I mean, are if, bad, it's that's it. If they are under five hundred, he's out. He's yeah. gone. No, he's got to be. Yeah, um, but I also went with Adam Gase for the Jets. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, I don't expect big things from the Jets either this season, really. I mean, I don't think they're going to be really, really bad, but I don't think they're going to be good, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I think Adam Gase was such a weird hire to begin but with. But they hyped him up so much because they thought he would be, like, the answer for Sam Donald. I and they why. I don't agree with it. I didn't see anything. Obviously, put aside the fact that Sam Darnold got mono. Regardless, put away Sam Darnold mono. I never got that connection and never understood it. Like, did I? I thought it was quarterback guru. It was such a weird hire. And honestly, like, I just feel like if it doesn't work out this season, I don't think it will. Like, he's got to go. Like, you got to get somebody else in there. Yeah. Like, Ben McAdoo made more sense for Eli Manning than Adam Gase does for Sam Darnold. Like, it's like, it's, it it didn't make sense. Like, people hyped that up so much. And it was kind of like, but why? (laughs) But why? So I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think blank should go number one overall in your fantasy draft this year. Christian McCaffrey. Me too. I picked him as well. And it was, I I sat back and I thought about it. And I think, you know, Ezekiel Elliott always comes, pops up. Saquon's always going to pop up. You're going to see if you want to go wide, the wide receiver route, you're always going to look at guys like Michael Thomas pop up real quick. But I just think, you know, Listen, kid got paid this offseason because he deserves it. He's a monster. And if he's there, if I'm, you know, if, he, if he's not off the board right away, I better hope that I'm the second or the third pick because I'm taking him. This is a kid who, who can go out and not only – he's a running back, so not only can he rush for 1,000 yards, he, he can also get 1,000 receiving yards. Absolutely. So constantly touching the ball. And uh, to me, he's – like like you said, Saquon and Ezekiel Elliott, they're probably two and three. Mm-hmm. But I feel like McCaffrey, fantasy-wise, is way up. So yeah. to me, he's like a solid number one right there. Yeah, I definitely agree. All right, number eight. Out of all the new uniforms that have debuted this offseason, my we favorite. Had today, we had the and, we, uh, and let me just go on record. Okay. Ugly. Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. look yeah. like someone compared them to a Best Buy uniform, and I pissed my <laughs> ass a little bit. It was literally like the open. It was like, hi, welcome to Best Buy. Can I help you? Someone yeah. also compared it to Ikea. Died. Couldn't, couldn't handle it. 
Accurately, and they had the players' reactions online. They probably called them beforehand. They were like, "You better not have a bad reaction. Just act like you're excited. Don't do uh, <laughs> get pissed at us." Yeah. <laughs> Ugly. All right, but what is your favorite one so far? Um, there were actually a couple that like I didn't hate. Um, and I almost went with the Browns because you know that's my favorite uniform, and the Browns ones actually didn't change that much. So. Mm-hmm. On a technicality, like, I still like those the best. But I went with somebody who actually, like, you could see a visible change, and I thought it was a good one. I went with the New England Patriots. Yeah. I didn't – I never – I've never liked the New England Patriots jerseys, right? I always just felt they were, like, basic. And I don't know. Like, I feel like they definitely upgraded. Like, some of these teams were, like, barf. Like, what are they doing? But to me, this was one of the teams that was an upgrade. So I went with the Patriots. I think that's good. So um, I said this when, the, when they launched. I really liked them. Um, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm a big fan of their new jerseys. I just really like how, you know, they're outlining things in that, like, red-orange color. Like, I'm just really a fan of how that, you know, how they're, you know, came out. And, and it's like they put more detail on minor things on their uniform. So, like, the outline of the letter, uh, the numbering, the outline right. of, like, the logo, the logo kind of shifting a little bit. Like, I just – I really appreciated that. But then I also, this is just me geeking from like a marketer standpoint. So the Colts, they revealed their uniforms, very basic, but I loved what they did. They released their entire, basically their brand guidelines. So the color palettes, the fonts, the logos, why they chose this, the history of that. So like for a marketer, I was like, yes, like I I love this. I appreciate that but I still don't understand what was changed. I can't see the difference. Yeah, well, they, it's like they, it's like their alternative jerseys are way, they changed like little minor things, but for them to go out and explain from a branding standpoint, I was like, hell yeah. I to go out and explain because nobody <laughs> understands what's different. I know, but still, I just, I loved it, I loved it. <laughs> All, right. All right, number nine. The single housewife that I'd, uh, most like to see have their own dating show would be. I feel like I've said this a bunch of times. I think Ramona needs a dating show. Mm-hmm. Like she's because number one, I would. She is really like she wants to meet somebody. She expresses expresses yeah. that on the show, right? So she's in a place where she wants a partner in life. So not only that, but. Number two is, like, it makes for good television because Ramona is the most awkward, like, flirt. Like, as when she flirts, yeah. it's so freaking awkward that it makes for phenomenal television. So it's, like, yeah. it would be a must-watch. And it would also be something I think Ramona would be interested in because she wants to meet someone. So, it's like, it goes hand in hand. So I agree with you, but I actually took a spin on it. I want her and Sonia to have a joint. So it's like Paulie D and Vinny where they yeah. had their joint, uh, you know, looking for love series. I want them both to go out because I think Sonia might be even more awkward than Ramona is when it comes to these guys. And it's just, I want to see the behind the scenes. I want to see them interact with men more. I want to see them on dates. I want to see them, you know, get a little, you know, physical behind the scenes like I gotta see this stuff I gotta see it so that if was my happens, I don't want to see Harry Dubin no no Harry no Harry Alrighty. so our final uh fill in the blank Scipio drank is besides the Super Bowl 
I'll never forget where I was when blank happened in Giants history. Um, so mine is the catch, the Odell Beckham Jr. catch. Um, oh, I, I was there. I was at the game. You were at the game. I yeah. was at you home, and I have to say, I know it probably was absolutely incredible mm -hmm. to be at the game and see it. it. But it was also really, really, really great to be at home and hear the yeah. broadcast. Um, and I was, I was at home. I was at my parents' house. It was me and my brother. And, um, this was, this was a primetime game and it was me and my brother and we were watching it and, you know, just relaxing, whatever, mellow. And this happened and we both jumped out of our seats. I mean, and Chris Collinsworth, like he gave the commentary on it and we, I don't think my brother and I sat back down for like a good, like 20 or 30 yeah. minutes because we were still that hyped on it. Like we couldn't believe what we saw. So I, I will never forget that moment and like just being there and seeing it for the first time. We've seen it time and time and time again now on, on all football highlights on ESPN and everything. But I'll never forget in that moment how it felt and like what that looked like. Yeah. And so I was, yeah, I was at the game with uh, my yeah. brother, Christopher. We actually, we weren't sitting. Um, so my dad and his, well, my dad's friend has season tickets. So um, my dad goes with a bunch of other guys all the time. So they sit on the uh, visitor side, 50 yard line um, at the top. Great, great seats. Cause you're in the middle to see everything. Um, so Chris and I, we were not sitting there. I, I'm blanking on as to how we got the tickets. Um, I think a, a family friend had given them to us. Um, but we were in, you know, the end zone area. But not that we were on the opposite side. We're not <laughs> I would have died, I thought. But it was, we, it was clear as day because we say this all the time. There's no bad seat in Giant Stadium. So we saw it, but, like, we're like, no way he caught that. And then just seeing replay the the crowd being there it was um yeah it's funny I feel like I always like like I like day to day I forget that I was there in person um but yes we we were there in person and it was a it was a wild game obviously against the Cowboys I think we almost got into a fight with like the guys in front of us so typical typical Giants game for me at least um so mine is actually like not really um so it's negative but it's it turns like positive I guess so um, mine is because it's so recent and it's going to be, you know, engraved into my mind for the rest of my life. It's, you know, the day that they announced that Eli was benched, that he was not starting. I will never forget. I was at the office. I was working for, uh, Dun & Bradstreet at the time. So I was in Short Hills. Um, and it happened while I was just at work and to read it. And I did not believe it at first. I probably saw it on Twitter. Um, I think right away I, I contacted you. I contacted my to find out if this is real. Like my group, my family group text, like talking to Christopher, things like that. And it was just like, wait, and now, but I'll always remember driving home, listening to Mike Francesa because he went yeah. Yeah. off, like off, like I've never like, you know, and he's very controversial to start yeah. with off. And he was taking calls in and just to hear Yep. So where it kind of spins positive is just how that night, like kind of giants, the fan base just really came together. Um, yep. And it wasn't even just like the NFL world was kind of just like WTF, like what is happening? Um, I remember I got home. I went on my Twitter right away, started a live stream and I went off, expressed myself, um, super emotional, super angry. 
Um, and, and yeah, I'll just never forget that day because I think it started around like noon and it like, I didn't do that live stream until like nine o'clock at night. So it was just like nine to 10 hours of just like pure emotion and just like rage, but then also like seeing everyone come together, like, like being in my car, like listening to that. And I was just like, yeah, like every guy that called in was just like, girl, I was like, Oh my God. Like, you're like, yeah. crash my car. <laughs> like, yeah, so enraged. And it was just like, Oh my goodness. But everyone was on the same mindset for once. Like this Giants fan base is insane. Yeah. Some days it's perfect. Some days it's not. And it's like, you know, Giants Twitter is crazy, but like for a good solid, like nine hours, everyone was on the same wavelength and everyone literally wanted to take Ben McAdoo by yeah. the throat. Yeah. I, I remember it too. Same thing. I, drove, oh. I don't really listen to the radio, but I did that day. And I, and again, I tuned in the same thing and I'm listening to everybody, um, talk about it. And yeah, I, I just remember crying. So I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like I just drove home from work and I just cried listening to it. I was very upset. So yeah, it was, so I know again, like it was a negative thing. Like you want to, you want to look at the positives, but it was, it was, oof. I'll I will never forget that. I know. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, that was the last one, right? Yes. Yeah. That was our game. So time in the night to get it off our chest. Positive, negative, uh, football, housewives, wine, life, quarantine, whatever we got going on. Why don't you kick us off? All right. So I think we're on like week nine of quarantine. I don't really know, to be honest. So what are you doing? Stop all doing right. what you're doing. Don't touch your phone. I think I'm plugged in and I'm charging right now, but the phone just said that it's going to lose battery. I don't know why. So just okay, well, okay, well, it's fine. Um, so yeah, just like week, I don't know what week we are in quarantine, but we are in quarantine still and I'm moving and grooving. I don't know. I guess like, I don't know what I said last week, but this week, I don't know. It's been weird. I haven't been, I haven't been having a great week. I don't know. I just like, yeah. We're just like sick of this, you know, I'm like totally over it. And I think I'm seeing like other states reopen or us slowly kind of reopen. And I'm just like, let's get back to normal. But normal is so far away. Um, but I don't know, I was still doing my thing, ordered a bunch of stuff on Amazon. So getting that, that's probably a bad thing that I keep ordering stuff, but it's okay. <laughs> so, um, I, bought a, I, I bought a new um, mat for my front door. So when you walk in, it says, hello. I bought a bunch of new pajama sets. I know we were talking about that. Amazon's yeah. got cute ones, so. All right. Pulled the trigger on that one. Got some cute guy new sneakers. So, so this week's actually been nice. I've been getting out and, you know, taking walks um, after. So I'm doing my normal workouts. I've been boxing. That's new for me. Yeah. Um, I said that last week, I think, and the week before. So I'm on my third week of that. It's definitely new. But I've been, after that, I've been going outside and taking like 30 minutes, you know, to an hour walk because it's been nice out. And I think that's finally, that's going to be the saving grace. Once it gets consistently nice out, things are going to, going to be better, going to be better. Um, sure. so that's really it. Just moving and grooving, you know, doing my thing work still so crazy busy. So I'm going to continue with that. Obviously have to um, so continue to be crazy busy there. Um, but I do have a, um, I know we talk a lot about movies and TV. I have a podcast recommendation. Ooh. All right. And it is called, uh, token CEO. And it is the CEO of Barstool. 
Um, so yeah, so she, um, she started this podcast when quarantine started. They're quick 10 to 20 minute long episodes. Uh, she brings on guests sometimes. Sometimes she talks about herself. Um, I like one of the things she always, it's called at the end of it, uh, one fucking good thing. So whether she's with herself or she's bringing someone else on, you know, putting aside the negativity, like negativity, what's one good thing that's going on right now? Um, yeah. so check it out. Um, I actually tweeted at her, uh, Erica Nardini, I tweeted at her the other day and like, uh, about the, the podcast and she like had re retweeted me. And so that was like kind of a big deal, but she's very responsive on social. She usually, I respond like, she's like one of my biggest idols. So, uh, CEO of Barstool, token CEO, that's the name of the podcast. I do recommend it. It's, it's super cool. Um, yeah. So, I recommend, I, I'm not a huge podcast person, but I will say I, I would probably, if I had to recommend any of them, I'd probably recommend the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> uh, 100%. I agree. Real Football Fans of New Jersey on all major <laughs> podcast outlets. Um, so, yeah, mine is just, honestly, I, I don't really have anything to vent positive or negative about. So I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys my um, my TV recommendations uh this past week this past week i literally binged season two of dead to me in like 48 hours um the episodes are like 20 30 minute episodes i think there was 10 of them that is a phenomenal show if anybody hasn't watched it season one is obviously out on netflix season two just came out such a great watch it's like a comedic thriller i i, I don't yeah. know i gotta watch it i haven't watched it uh, Linda Cardellini and you've got Christina Applegate and uh, I actually think they're going to probably pick up some Emmy Awards this upcoming season for this show because the work they do in it is really good and, and they're phenomenal together so that's a that's a huge recommendation for everybody um, I've been watching Camp Getaway on Bravo that's a brand new series um, about like an adult camp where on the weekends they go and they go to this camp and they booze it up and it's it's basically a below deck, right? Because yeah. your people who are, are the stars of your show are the camp counselors and the people that work there and the people that are tending to the people, you know, attending the camp. Um, and I'm two episodes in and I want to keep giving a shot. You know, I went to sleepaway camp when I was, when I was younger and you know, it all resonates with me, but it, it's, I gotta be honest, like this isn't a huge recommendation. It's just yeah. like, I keep going and I want to keep watching, but for right now, I'm just not wowed by it. So I got to see what happens with it. I really want to like it. Like that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. That's hard sometimes. Yeah. I'm going to keep going with it. But right now it's kind of like the first two episodes are pretty slow and I don't find the people on the show that likable. So we'll see. Hey, listen, I almost gave up on game of Thrones and then I spent like five, six years with that bad boy. So don't give up hope. I'm still the only person in America who's never seen it. So that's a problem. <laughs> and then my last recommendation, it also ties into the world of housewives. Um, been watching food network and been watching the brand new season. This came out just this past week of, uh, worst cooks in America, celebrity edition. So the reason I'm, you know, this show has been around for a really long time. Worst cooks in America, uh, and Burrell, but the celebrity edition I'm watching because it has Miss Sonia Morgan. So we got the toaster oven queen on worst. She knows her stuff. Not only that, but we got somebody like Johnny Banana, who's come from MTV's The Challenge. 
Love that show. Been following that for years. Uh, you've got Dave Coulier from Full House. A uh, lot of a lot of casted characters, but obviously I'm watching because of Sonia. And she, <laughs> it's only the first episode came out. She was absolutely hysterical. And I really <laughs> that if, if you're a fan of Food Network in general, and it doesn't have to be a Sonia or whatever, definitely watch it because it, it's yeah. pretty. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's <laughs> my recommendation in uh, the Food Network world and, and with Miss Sonia Morgan. So That's great. All right. Well, thank you guys. That wraps up our show this evening. So thank you guys so much. As usual, coming back week after week, episode after after episode joining us drinking your wine doing your thing do not miss though real housewives of beverly hills was on tonight at eight so we are past 8 p.m so it's already on um real housewives of new york is on tomorrow at 9 p.m it's been going great so definitely catch that and then your virtual reunion of atlanta uh part two on sunday at 8 p.m so don't miss that as always with football, you know, keep your notifications on. Things are, we gave you a lot of stuff moving and grooving this week with our hot topics. Keep your notifications on. Check your Twitter feeds. Things are moving and grooving, like I just said. So thank you all for joining us and good night from the lower level. I, I cheers. I finished it all, but good night from the lower level. Goodbye. <laughs>